Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. A poet friend in Cyprus writes to say the younger son of a family she knows that is trapped under earthquake rubble in Syria has been pulled out alive. This morning the death toll has topped 12,000. Also alive and freed but injured is Ghanaian soccer player Christian Atsu. This I know from Reuters. I don't follow soccer, but one of my cousins-in-law is from Ghana, so I follow his country. In Malatya, Turkey, the temperature is 21 degrees. Not enough resources, not enough helpers. People will be dying of cold. Meanwhile, the Grammys. Meanwhile, the skiing is so great at Tahoe after all this snow. Meanwhile, the State of the Union address. I have no poet friends in Congress, so no on-the-ground details for you there, but it was all televised if you weren't watching in real time. Now there's a phrase, real time, versus what else? Unreal time? Imaginary time? Tape delayed? TiVoed? Time that's been altered to suit us? If it sounds like I'm rambling here, you are correct. My brain is up there behind my forehead, trying to sift through piles of information and feeling, overstimulated and weary and guilty and also fine. As I've said before about writing and life, when something's not working, try to get more specific. My friend in Cyprus slept through the earthquake, but not its fierce aftershocks. Plates fell off shelves. Christian Atsu isn't merely a soccer player, but a winger whatever that may be. Wingman, wingnut, it sounds kind of angelic. The pen I write with is dark blue. My coffee is cooling. I am located. In times like these, a poem by Jack Gilbert rises in my memory. Not everyone loves this poem, and I don't know if I love it either all the time, but it follows me. As usual, a poet's been able to say something I need to hear and hadn't yet found words for. It's called A Brief for the Defense, and you can see it readily on the internet. I'm going to skip the parts about summer dawn and Bengal tigers and the small ship at anchor, the three shuttered cafes. The opening line is two sentences. Sorrow everywhere, slaughter everywhere. You get the gist. Gilbert tootles around, alternating horrors and ordinary moments of happiness. Just when our brains want to split open at the intense paradox, he gives us this. We must have the stubbornness to accept our gladness in the ruthless furnace of this world. It's a majestic line, part command, part anthem. Those repeated nesses are music, and the er rhyme of furnace and world. He has named one of our tasks as humans, and in his examples shown us how hard a task it is, helped us to see what we're in for, and know that it's not a mistake. We aren't lacking capacity if we dread this. It is truly enormous and difficult. Knowing I'm not crazy has always helped me. A reality check, even when the realities are excruciating, is better than bumbling around in confusion. If the job is facing suffering head-on and doing what we can to help others, 
but also being joyful when something moves us, I can learn to accept that. And thankfully, when I forget, poems remind me. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.